Hi everyone, so today I'm very excited to announce that I have a very special guest joining me, Fiona, my roommate, and we're going to talk about the environment, mental health, and Tahiti, where she grew up, and this is a topic that I've been excited to talk about, and yeah, let's just jump right in. I want to talk about people's relationship with the environment and its links to mental health. And for me personally, I grew up in LA, so it's kind of a concrete jungle, but I was lucky enough to go camping a lot and have my parents take me out to the outdoors, so I was able to develop like a natural connection to the environment and uh, this instinct to want to protect it. But I know the same can't be said for everybody, but still I kind of associated it with an escape or a vacation and not something that was necessarily part of my own environment. And so I that made me want to reach out to Fiona and kind of have this conversation with her because she grew up in one of the most beautiful places on earth that a lot of people associate with being a vacation, but it's not without its own like set of challenges, but also so many benefits. And so I wanted to talk to her about Fiona. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi everyone, first of all, thank you Ediane for inviting me to your podcast. I'm super excited and to start off, my name is Fiona Samuela and I grew up on the island of Morea, which is right next to Tahiti. So Morea is one of the many islands that contribute to Tahiti, which there's an overall of 118 islands which makes up for Tahiti, also known as French Polynesia, and it's located in the South Pacific Ocean. So that's where I'm from. How was it like growing up in Tahiti? Yeah, so growing up in Tahiti, Moria, well, she started off, I had at least six dogs, maybe five mm. cats, four horses, and we had a lot of uh, wild roosters. I did not our, know that. <laughs> yeah, in our garden. So I guess you'd say it was pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> I had hermit crabs and I thought that was a lot for me. But yeah, I mean, you would literally just cross the road and you had the lagoon and I'd say the fishes were part of my pets. Actually, mm -hmm. one of my favorite animals is the shark and you would see a lot of sharks and they're I just refer them as the puppies in the ocean. Aww. Maybe a lot of people might not relate to that. No, I don't relate at all. <laughs> but they're great. And they're actually great for the ecosystem and mm -hmm. the environment because they are at the top of the food chain. And without them, the air we breathe, we lose all of it because the ocean produces at least 70 maybe 80% of the air we breathe. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think that it's actually the trees, but it's actually the coral reef. And the sharks are able to maintain like sustainability mm -hmm. within the in ocean world. Because if you think about it, if we remove the sharks, then it just goes down into a... a it has a domino effect. Yes. So then the seaweed will grow, an overpopulation of fish will come, and the seaweed will suffocate the corals, which will kill the oxygen we breathe. But besides that, I grew up on an island. 
and I was very lucky. I actually learned how to swim before I could walk. Really? Yeah, so it's pretty crazy. That's amazing. At 16, I know that this is the age that you can get your driver's license Mm -hmm. in the United States, but that's not the case in Tahiti. Mm -hmm. It's at the age of 18. Mm -hmm. However, at 16, all of my friends, including me, would get our boat license. We just go around the lagoon and uh-huh. let our boat and pick up our friends. So, the- I think that's a better way to travel. Yeah, and honestly, we we'd say it's almost like Outer Banks. The mm-hmm. only difference is the treasure is not gold, but it's the nature. Oh. And no one is trying to kill me from all I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a beautiful way to grow up, you know in touch your environment and that's basically what i want to talk to you about so how would you describe your personal relationship with the nature the beauty of moriah how i would describe my relationship with nature well nature is part of our culture polynesian culture i grew up dancing Mm -hmm. and in dance we tell a story and a lot of our stories relate to the nature and it's important for us to be rooted by nature because nature gives us Mm -hmm. and it's important to give it back and have this uh, harmony between nature and us man human because if we do not work with nature it goes against us so it's important to like be one with nature Mm -hmm. so for example, uh, not overfishing certain areas of the lagoon. It's showing respect and it's also allowing us to feed off of the ocean. And I grew up like running into the woods and just cherish like those big trees. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were like god goddess. I, I, I thought they were beautiful. But also one thing is like when we would go hiking, just going up the trail, you see the beauty, like you see the lagoon and mm-hmm. you see the mountain and it's just very powerful in, in its own way. It's very beautiful to see that this type of nature I'm surrounded mm-hmm. is like in good terms, like I'd say healthy. And I know that a lot of people are not fortunate enough to, like, grow up with this type of biodiversity, Mm -hmm. I guess that's the word. Yeah. Yeah, in this diversity of nature. It's crazy, because that's how, like, we all started, you know? Yeah, so I think being being able to grow up in nature allowed me to be somewhat humble Mm -hmm. towards other and being open to everyone's culture, lifestyle, and also allows me to move forward in terms of my life here in California. Mm -hmm. Because whenever I have any types of struggle, I just go back to my roots. That's beautiful. I mean, I did want to ask you that, like, if you were feeling um, sad in Tahiti, what would you do? Like, what was your comfort? And, like, what is that now here in the U.S.? If I was sad, I would probably go with one of my 
animals. Mm-hmm. One of my many animals, <laughs> probably my horse. Like uh-huh. I would occasionally. I can't believe I didn't know you r- rode horses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, funny story. My mom uh-huh. wanted to ride a bike with the little baby cart uh-huh. behind it, but my dad said no, and instead I rode a horse as a baby, and my mom didn't say anything, so <laughs> it's like, which one is more dangerous? I don't know, but as you can see, I'm totally fine. Yeah, you survived that. <laughs> yeah, it was super chill, but if there's like, if I have an off day, mm-hmm. I would just... Uh, go in my garden and lie down and just feel the breeze Mm -hmm. and look at the plants and just like relax Uh at home otherwise i would just go to the beach and swim and pretend i was a mermaid (laughs) i also liked pretending i was a mermaid yeah it, it, it was nice but yeah do you find yourself like going back to like since we were in santa barbara back to the ocean you know to like de-stress or um you know just ground yourself again or what do you think so now living in Santa Barbara Mm -hmm. I'm closer to the ocean Mm -hmm. considering we're in California and it's just very different everything Mm -hmm. is very different here um for example there's no lagoon So that's that. The ocean is freezing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Very cold. I don't like going in the ocean in California. Yeah, and I mean, the sand, I'd say, in Santa Barbara is somewhat clean. Mm-hmm. Except for the tar. Except for the tar. But it's, yeah, I think I've been too blessed with the ocean and the yeah. moon, the sand. Um, How can you ever go back? <laughs> so, yeah, so I kind of critique a lot mm-hmm. with the beach in California. But if I had to look just the beach of California, Santa Barbara definitely has nice beaches. If yeah. you don't think of Tahiti. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, if everything is beautiful if you don't compare it to Tahiti. Yeah, exactly. So... I don't know, maybe I'm being probably too picky, uh-huh. but it is nature after all, and I do very much appreciate nature. Um, no. It definitely, the only thing that really makes me enjoy the ocean here in San Barbara mm-hmm. is the knowledge that it's the Pacific Ocean, and thinking that I'm just an ocean away from yeah. my island, from my home island. connected the currents yeah and the currents connect to like my home to where my friends are and that's how it allows me to feel connected and move forward with my own personal life in California I love that going on that like how was there a big culture shock when you moved to California yes (laughs) (laughs) yes um for instance ethnicities. Mm-hmm. In Tahiti, we only have Tahitian, French, Chinese, or half, mm-hmm. meaning I'm half uh, American, Tahitian. Well, I guess I'm actually European, mm-hmm. but that's a story for another time. <laughs> and so yeah, that's the main ethnicity we have going on in Tahiti. So we don't have any Hispanics. Mm-hmm. And moving here... Was um, that your first Hispanic friend? 
Don't answer that if it's not a yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a good friend, yeah. Yes. Okay, good friend. See, there's a distinction. So, yeah, all of this, the people was a culture shock, but it was in a good way, a mm-hmm. positive shock, because my dream is to travel around the world, and the fact that I was in California, and I'm already surrounded by so many different cultures, mm-hmm. kind of made up the fact that I'm not traveling yet, but I'm getting some culture in with only one place that I moved to. Yeah, you're meeting everybody like all at once, people from all types of different yeah. places. And then the second culture shock would be the weather, <laughs> especially during winter, <laughs> especially my first year. Oh my God, this was hardcore. I would, during winter, uh-huh. and it gets pretty cold, <laughs> I would go out wearing shorts and flip-flops and I would get sick every day. <laughs> and I didn't understand the lesson. It took me probably like at least a year to uh-huh. figure out that. Did you not own pants? I mean, why would I? <laughs> <laughs> I was in Tahiti. It's so hot. Yeah. So I, I didn't see why I would own pants. And I know <laughs> here it's like you have at least 20 pairs of pants. Yeah. And I'm starting to get 20 pairs of pants now. Yeah. Only like three years later, <laughs> but yeah, I only had one pair of jeans, uh-huh. and it wasn't like a thick material, so it's still cold. And even if I was wearing jeans, I would wear flip flops, which the feet is one of the sensitive areas. Yeah, your of feet, the body. your chest, and your ears. Yeah, so I'd still get sick regardless of me wearing jeans. Like that was <laughs> probably one of the things I was that set on that I would probably wear. Three layers of clothes, but I would go out with my flip flops. Mm. That was my only thing. But now I'm, people had to see your feet. I, yeah, I had to see my feet. <laughs> but yeah, that was my lifestyle, and the environment is just a shock. All the freeways, mm-hmm. and sometimes I just can't believe I live here. It's like, oh my god, I'm like surrounded by freeways and <laughs> tall buildings and concrete jungle. Concrete jungle, indeed. So, yeah, that was my new life. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that wonderful answer. Okay, so my next question. You're doing great so far. Um, thank you. What would you say of the social aspect between, like, Tahiti and the U.S. or California in specific? Um, in Tahiti, mm-hmm. you know everyone. Everyone knows you, and if you don't know them, they know you if you... You know, vice versa. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows someone. And that person you're talking to is probably the uncle of your friend. So it just comes to say that it's a small community, mm-hmm. but still a big community, like, within the islands. And it's great in some levels. Mm-hmm. But with that being said... There also comes a lot of gossip. (laughs) And so, for example, if you were to go out and you kissed a boy and there is no one around you, there was someone around you. (laughs) And everyone on the island is going to know you kissed him. Everyone's going to know. So if you wanted to have a private life, that's not going to happen. So that was just one fact. 
about the people of Tahiti. Mm-hmm. However, making friends was easy. The struggle was to find like true friends, mm-hmm. and finding a true friend is not that easy. And I'm fortunate enough to have two of my best friends are from Morea, so I'm very lucky for that. Because mm-hmm. what I've always been told is you only need one good friend to. And you have on. two. And I have two. <laughs> That's a bonus. But as for California, making friends like the social aspect was a struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was hard to have friends, especially making friends in college, because I realized a lot of people were only interested. Well, a lot of people would just go in class and then leave, and if you interacted with them, was because of a group project. Mm-hmm. So during pandemic, I did experience loneliness. And I'd say I had a little phase where I was depressed. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty much because of the pandemic. It was everything was online. All of my closest friends was in a different country. And it was hard, but I knew it was just a phase. Mm -hmm. And I would be able to move on. And I did, and I'm very happy right now. So everything is good. I'm glad. And, yeah, here in California, it's not as easy as I thought. And Mm -hmm. I had this idea of college life because of the American movies I grew up to watch. Yes. Like sororities. And when you go, everyone wants to be your friend. So It's not necessarily true. (laughs) It's slightly different. Yes. Slightly different. But at the end, uh, I got to transfer to UC Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. and that's when I got to experience that college movie experience. Mm-hmm. And We're very blessed here. Yeah, so now I have, I wouldn't say I have a lot of friends, but I have a good amount of friends right now, and that's all I need. I mean, the more the merrier. Yeah, like a solid support group of people. I have a solid group, and that's all I need. I don't need to have mm-hmm. the whole school. <laughs> but yeah that was the that's the social aspect between california and tahiti oh i guess a positive aspect is if you do end up kissing someone in california not everyone's gonna need it's gonna know yeah you can just like tell if people. you're here you know otherwise no one's gonna know <laughs> imagine though like if every like log of you kissing someone would travel all the way back to tahiti yeah so that's not gonna happen unless <laughs> i share it yeah that's good okay so now i want to talk about the theory and the science kind of aspect behind what we were talking about and what we were trying to articulate so now scientists have caught up and are able to prove with the scientific method and the laboratory setting um, what humans have known intuitively for thousands of years and that is that humans need to live in harmony with nature and ancient chinese philosophers often wrote about the need to live in harmony with nature and their thinking inspired some of the world's most beautiful gardens and these are places where one can relax and find solace from the hustle and bustle of city living And 
living in a city has many amenities. I live in LA, so at any one time, I could go to the airport, Disneyland, or see the Hollywood Walk of Fame if I ever wanted to within minutes, depending on traffic. And there's good food and good museums and theaters and theme parks and whatever. However, living in a city and urban living has been associated with higher levels of stress and other changes in brain function. So in Sweden, they did a study of for about 4 million people, and they found a significant increase in incidence of psychosis and depression among people who were living in at higher densities in cities than people who were living in rural areas. And a Chinese study found in migrants who were moving from a rural environment to an urban environment, there was a positive association with schizophrenia. And in Sao Paulo, Brazil, they found higher incidence of self-reported problems of mental illness in higher density neighborhoods. And so we're seeing that as our societies urbanize and become more and more disconnected from nature. And you sometimes you see in like modern designs and eco-friendly designs that there is like a desire to replicate nature inside. You'll see like places with lots of plants. Yeah. But I think for the average person who's working in like a nine to five in an office job, they're where they work at is not it's not that like they're working in a cubicle with little space to decorate on their own or sometimes with poor ventilation or windows or like it's windowless. So UC Santa Barbara is planning on building Munger Hall and it's pretty much a windowless building. And uh, in order to replicate, like, sunrise, there will be artificial windows. Um, so we'll see if that moves forward. But a lot of um, scientists and mental health advocates have been against the project for obvious reasons. And so we can see that um, even though we know the science behind uh, why living in nature is good, and also we can prove it now, and it's just something we know intuitively, that doesn't stop corporations and people who are developing, constructing buildings and our cities. That doesn't change the way that they develop it. So, you know, like our society, we're kind of moving to this place where we're doing things that are repetitive. We're in offices or if you're working from home, you're on the computer screen, you're in Zoom and you're looking at other people's little boxes and you're just doing these things and you're not excited about them and you're I don't know, it depends on the job, and it's repetition. I don't know, it depends on, like, what kind of life is accessible to which person. But I think some trends, some design trends of incorporating nature are a good step. Um, Because cities also provide a lot of social interaction, and um, close proximity with a lot of people. That's good. also good for our mental health. But I think there needs to be a balance between the social interaction and also being connected with our nature and seeing that replicated in our environment. And if more people felt connected to nature, then it would be easier to protect it. Obviously, once again, it doesn't fall onto the individual to change. It's more of corporations. But it's also beneficial for our mental health 
to be connected with nature and just um kind of being back at our natural state i don't know i hope this episode has you thinking about your environment and just to summarize like in our conversation with fiona um polynesians built a society and a culture that was deeply that was deeply aware of their dependence to the environment and had a deep desire to protect it and i think that's kind of a lesson for all of us living outside of polynesia of how beautiful life can be if on a community in an individual level and a governmental level if we were all committed to protecting our environment My last question for you, is there something you wish people knew about Tahiti? Sure, um, this is a very good question, and I have three answers about Mm -hmm. that. For starters, when you come visit Tahiti, um, the way you pack and what you use will definitely help to improve or Mm -hmm. negatively affect our island with that being said sunscreen Mm -hmm. it's really important for you to pack reef friendly sunscreen because the sunscreen uh, that you would use would destroy the foliage that we have and we are currently trying to maintain and bring it back to life as I've mentioned earlier it helps us breathe and if mm. we do not protect it, we will all die. Yes. Um, Listen to Fiona. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, I'm being harsh, but it's true. Like, mm-hmm. without the coral reef, I'm not really sure what's going to happen with us, but I'm pretty sure we don't want to buy air. Yeah. No, that's um, a plot line from the Lorax, and it did not look good. It didn't look good. And... I mean, yeah, watch the movie The Lorax and value the air we breathe and protect what allows us to Mm -hmm. live. It's just such a small thing you can do. Just listen to native Tahitians when they're telling you to, like, what harms their ecosystem. Yeah, so changing the sunscreen makes a huge difference. And just recycle when you're there do not throw it outside because i have witnessed tourists that would throw their bottles Mm -hmm. and cans out of their car their rental car and it's very upsetting because we're trying to like recycle and protect Mm -hmm. the island and i mean it's not just tourists it's also us polynesians that we need to like do a better job with that Mm -hmm. But if you come visit, I think that's the least we can do. Yeah, like, I think for me, also, like, when I see tourists coming from Mexico and Cabo and they're just, like, making a mess, like, treating it like um, like a waste dump for them to just, like, get drunk and, like, have fun. It's like, people actually live here. And the environment kind of relates to people's, like, way of life and their ability to make money. And just, like, their ability to breathe and have a life and live a comfortable life. And if you're visiting there, just treat it with respect. Yeah, exactly. And um, Tahiti, our main 
economy mm -hmm. is tourism. So if you think about it, if us Polynesian do not take care of the land, mm -hmm. what are you going to sell? You can't sell much. I don't think anyone wants to lose their thumb. Yeah. So our main source of economy is tourism. And when we invite tourists to come over, we want you to like show us respect because we will give you the best experience you can ever have. We love sharing our culture. We love sharing our land. We love showing you the beauty of the land and we want you to enjoy it. But if you're unable to show the minimum, the most little respect for mm -hmm. the land, it's very unfortunate because then afterwards we come to hate people who visit the land and mm -hmm. we don't want to be in this type of situation. Yeah, and like it's beautiful for a reason because there's people there who care about the land and they're doing everything to protect it. And so if you just come in there like, oh, I have a month off and you just go there and you trash it, like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, and it, you shouldn't even just do that because it's Tahiti. You should do that wherever you mm -hmm. visit and even where you live. Because, like I said, um, we should work with nature and not against it. And by trashing the land, it will only be a negative impact that will come back mm -hmm. to you. The second thing that I wish people knew is, well, a lot of Polynesian, a lot of locals are working really hard to maintain the beauty of the lands and mm -hmm. to try to go green. And actually, this couple just pr produced this green go green bag that's 100% out of banana fiber mm. and it's and it's great so a lot of locals are working really hard to maintain the beauty of our land another good cultural gardener is working and replanting broken corals mm -hmm. and giving them a second chance to live and if you check out their Instagram they have done so much work and a mm -hmm. huge improvement and it's just very satisfying and you could actually adopt one and mm -hmm. name it after you or someone you love but yeah if you want to adopt a coral go ahead and check out coral gardeners um eliana will provide you guys yes. with their instagram and if you're very passionate and you want save our land there's also another um, group called keep moria wild i believe so mm -hmm. she will also provide yes. you uh, their uh, their instagram handle and i guess she will provide you of mine yes so if you have any questions or if you want to book a trip to tahiti <laughs> i am more than happy to book your trip to tahiti Thank you, Liliana. Oh, thank you so much for joining me. This is such a interesting and like wonderful, beautiful episode, and I'm glad um, to have you in my life and that you were able to be a part of this. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, um, 
podcast. <laughs> yeah, friend of the pod. Friend of the podcast. Thank you, Yanni. It was very great talking about Maria. And mm-hmm. also, if I get to share the love, that's awesome. And being able to share people who are doing great things for their land yes. is also awesome. Thank you, everyone. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.